Well, boys, welcome back to another episode of the Into the Combine. I'm your host, Stan the Man. Jason. And I'm Shadi. And uh, we got a cool episode for you guys today, but let's break it down a first. A cool episode, dude? <laughs> <laughs> a radical a cool, episode. A brutal, a oh. radical episode? <laughs> Who the fuck are you two? What are we? Is this early 90s fucking rollerblading shit? No, fuckers, it's brutal. <laughs> Little different style breakdown for you guys. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Who, who, who. Yeah, that was Broken Hope, the song, the Carrion, Carrion Eaters. And uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not a normal breakdown. It's more of like an old school death metal groove breakdown. But that album came out last Friday and I just had to sneak it in there because it's awesome, man. It's just brutal death metal, but with a lot of groovy, catchy parts like that. You've been digging it? Yeah, I like it. I highly recommend it. I mean, it's nothing new. It's just, it hits the right spots, you know what I mean? And it's cool. Actually, the dude I just was reading about it earlier, the guy, the main guy, Jeff Wagner of this band, bought all of uh, Hanneman's guitars and uh, used it to uh, record all the guitars on this album. So he, I don't know if it was one guitar of his whole his whole collection, but the power of Slayer yeah. is in this album. Yeah, yeah. I was wow. digging the box. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, Stan, uh, go ahead and break it down. Uh, we got uh, actually a really brutal episode today. I know I said cool earlier, but it was it's actually pretty brutal. Um, we are going to dive into what we're listening to as always. Got a uh, guest show review from who's the guy, Jason? It, it's Jake from Polykill Podcast. And um, he, he, yeah, a listener, he reached out to us to do a show review. And we told him, come on on and tell us about the show. It's Opeth, it's Gojira, and it's uh, Devin Townsend. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And then we also have uh, got an interview with Origin. Yeah, it's the vocalist from Origin, Jason Kaiser. And uh, I got to say, this interview was was pretty fun. This guy's funny, told some good stories, uh, some metal stories. And I actually asked him about metal covers, his favorites, what he thinks about them. Um, Just even if you don't know Origin, they're a tech death, brutal tech death kind of band. They got a new album coming out. It's awesome. Uh, interview is pretty I'd say it's pretty entertaining it's a good one to listen to very cool very cool and uh, our big topic for the day is something we never really talked about that much before we you know we get into it here and there but uh, we are doing our our favorite metal covers that's right and we're gonna make a little game of it that's right so and, and we're who, ta- who will win this time <laughs> and we're, com- we're coming from <laughs> the I'm coming for you guys me. <laughs> uh, all right well uh Stan, I'm sure, right, you probably haven't been listening to anything but Edge of Sanity still, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> oh, I've been, okay, I 
I reached out and listened to some other Edge of Sanity albums. You know, I got a little bit of Dan Swano's music. Um, I'm going to uh-huh. talk about, uh, well, Moon Tower is just awesome. <laughs> Fucking just So you're still great. listening to Dan Swano. <laughs> Dude, I, I can't. I cannot. <laughs> Dude, I'm fucked. <laughs> For everybody I'm fucked. out there, the mastermind of Edge of Sanity, so he hasn't really... <laughs> branched out too far no nope. <laughs> not, not not really not really doesn't sound like much hey, at all got, actually you got a lot of good stuff i'm just saving for the end of the year list you never know oh it's a smart play too yeah but we i, yeah. I but i thought I we yelled at you last now. year for doing that but on, didn't we yell at you last year for doing that yeah but you I sat like on a couple cds here uh you, <laughs> you'll always, always be does a tease that. he you always know does that, that. he yeah, hides shit he does <laughs> yep whatever man so moon tower all right i like that album it's a good proggy death metal kind of mm-hmm. it's cool i'll give you that well uh i man i have i've been this has been a huge two weeks for me with music uh i'm gonna keep it to to one or two but the first one that i've been really listening to is this latest goat horror album that just came out and uh man it's fucking awesome so play i want to just play the the clip to start off with uh that i sent you stan Yeah, so that track, it's uh, the name I didn't say it before is Decayed Omen Reborn. And uh, that album that just came out is called Vengeful, Vengeful Ascension. What did you guys think of that one? It was a li- it was, um, I liked it. It's just a little slow. Maybe if I'm in the right mm-hmm. mood. You know, I mean, it's I'd, definitely slow. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's thrashy, though. I mean, they have that, you know, it's not, it's not slow in the sense that, like, it's not fun to listen to. It just is like laid back metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 one of the sludgy tracks on there. So is the the whole CD like that though? Uh, no. So no, it's what I liked about it. You know, Goat Horror. I've listened to on and off here and there. I never could get into full albums too much. I guess because I I used to just kind of think they kind of sounded samey and stuff. And this album, they really mix up styles a lot on it. So you'll have a track like this, but right the track right before it is super thrashy. Like real fast paced thrash. So then when you get to this one, it's like a really cool 
slows it down and then you get to the last track and it's like a black metal styling you know track so it's like every few tracks you get this different uh style you know what i mean and it keeps it really no, I can interesting. Get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that. I like that. So, I mean, there's a few that are like that, that are a little more sludged out and stuff, but um, a lot of th- cool thrash vocals are just killer as always. I've always liked the vocals, but um, Stan, yeah, what I like you... the riffs. Yeah, the okay. Riffs, okay. For sure. Uh, I don't know. The vocals, it sounded not, I don't know. <laughs> it was too like, I don't like. Demi Borger kind of really you think so yeah like I don't know it wasn't like uh, I wasn't digging the vocals, okay let's just say that that's one but of my the favorite parts fucking awesome yeah yeah it's just one of that yeah there's a lot of awesome awesome riffs in this and um there's some stuff that reminded me stand kind of of a little bit of uh Bathory here and there so I don't know I thought about yeah. you because you've been listening to them lately but yeah. um but anyway, so yeah, and you know, I, I, I really like it. I'm, I've listened to that like three, four times already, and I, I think it's getting better every time. So what about you, Shaw? What have you been listening to? Uh, let's see here. I, uh, I got one album. Um, it's, it's like some progressive death metal, but they throw a lot of like weird shit in there. So like they still break it down. It's still heavy. It's not as fast as, you know, some of the standard death metal. And then when those progressive elements, they kind of do some... You know, weird solo shit. I mean, it's a fun listen. It's uh, the band is called uh, Aminetta. I believe I'm probably saying that wrong. The album is Scourge. It's a band out of Russia. Um, Satinath Records came out this year. What's the name? Amencha is the band, and then Scourge is the album. Okay, okay. So what's this like? It's progressive death metal. Yeah, it's progressive death metal. I mean, it's pretty. I mean. They they just do a lot of weird stuff. I mean, it's not a it's not a long listen. It's an easy listen. It's a fun listen. But it's just like they have the they definitely have the death metal vibes. But they're doing some progressive shit in there that that is fun to listen to. So I mean, I really like the 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 last song on the album. They're all good, but Paranoia really really stuck out to me. Dude, that the guitar, the uh, the riffs, the grooves, that was sweet, man. The vocals too. Yeah, dude, it's some good shit. But it, that's why I was saying it's kind of weird because like some people were throwing out, you know, experimental, and some people were throwing out technical. And I mean, they shred, but it, there's the speed isn't really there. So mm-hmm. I don't. It's kind of like in that. That's why I threw it in the progressive category because they they're doing some shit, but you know, it's just not in that. Yeah, I have to listen in the to right more. mindset for that. Yeah, and I don't uh, think I am right now. That so, so <laughs> I I probably picked one of the more you know proggy. I, 
Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, some of the, the songs earlier on in the album are a little bit more. But like I said, dude, they just throw so much shit in there. Mm-hmm. that That's why I really think it's prog because it's just they're all over the place kind of at times. Yeah, well, I definitely agree with you. All right. Well, uh, I've got one more. This one, I, I like I said, I have about five or six I could put on here right now. I picked this one specifically for Stanley. Oh, so this band. What a treat. <laughs> this band is called in entrails and uh the song is called dead and buried Yeah, I dig it. Guitar tones, vocals are tight. It's got a Swedish vibe to it. Yeah, I mean it's Swedish through and through. I mean it's what I took are from they this from album. Sweden? Um, yeah, they are actually. It was, okay, so this, this band's kind of funny. They were formed back in like ninety ninety one, but I guess they never recorded anything except for like a couple song demo, and then they reformed in two thousand eight. Put out some of their early shit they wrote, and then they've been going strong since then. The thing about them, I mean, you know. They're, they're riding the HM2 thing. You know, they're fully entombed and dismember. You know, they're not really doing anything too different, but it's like entombed worship to the finest. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It, it takes nothing stuff. wrong with that. No, that's what I mean. Like, you know, yeah, I could go and put on another entombed album and it's not going to be a whole lot different, but it's kind of cool because they kind of take everything entombed. You'll hear like Wolverine blues, catchy and riffy parts and You'll hear stuff that reminds you more of uh, left left hand path, and it's just kind of they take everything and they kind of they streamline it. It's a lot of the songs have those catchy, you know, the parts you can sing along to. It's just immediate, easy. You know, you don't have to think about it. Just something to fucking blast. And if you're in the mood for some good Swedish HM2 buzzsaw guitars to just fucking crank, yeah, it'll do the job. So. Well, thank you for that one. I have something to listen to. Next we, episode, what I'm listening to will be end, what's it? entrails. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, all right. Uh, well, let's uh, let's listen to what Jake had to say for the show review. Uh, this was from a few weeks ago, so we're gonna play that for you guys now.
Yeah, man. So go ahead and just uh, introduce yourself. I know you've got a podcast. Uh, right. You can, you know, let us know what you got going on and then let's hear about this concert you're at. All right. Sounds good. So, yeah, I am uh, Jake. I uh, run a podcast with a friend called Polykill and uh, we podcast about our life and trying to play video games at the same time. Uh, but of the two of us, I'm probably the, the bigger metalhead. He, um, he definitely finds his way in there and usually at my behest, I'm like, Hey, you should check this uh, decrepit birth out. You'd like <laughs> it. And then he hates it. So, but yeah, I've, um, I've had a chance to go to some pretty good shows this year, but this one by far, in my opinion, uh, was the single best ticket that I've bought probably in my life. <laughs> no, uh, man. So jealous yeah. of it too, dude. That's like, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Opeth um, and, and Gojira. Yeah. And with, with Devin Townsend as well. Jeez. And, um, mm. it's cra- crazy, crazy ticket. Um, so I guess some backstory, uh, I kind of got my co-host of Polykill into Devin Townsend earlier this year. And he was like, Hey, I see that they're touring and they're touring with Opeth and Gojira. What do you think we about, you know, going to see him? And I was like, yeah, let's give it a shot. So I look up all the tour dates and it's like a two week tour. It's like very short. Mm-hmm. It's like the first half of May and the closest that it would work for us was about seven hours away. So we we're like, let's just do it. Jesus. Let's just, let's just go. Uh, so, so we drove from our little neck of the woods in, in Virginia, all the way up to Indianapolis for the show worth every penny that we spent. Uh, it was amazing. Um, get in there, find us a good spot, grab a couple of beers and, and get ready to get our faces melted. And, uh, Devin Townsend comes out about seven o'clock. He does a set that's about a half an hour, but he manages to play literally everything I wanted to play, play a couple new off the new record transcendence, which was storm bending and failure, which are two of my favorites off that record. And then goes on to do Deadhead and Kingdom as well, which are just some of my favorite tracks by him. And getting to see them live was a was bucket list thing. It was crazy. Like his voice, when you hear him, you see him on, you know, videos or hear records, you're like, maybe that's altered some way, but no, he just, he can hit every single one of those notes. He can, it it was crazy. Just a a bucket list for sure. So yeah, after, after he got done, um, you know, it was, it was hard to tell because when you get a ticket like that, it could be, you know, the fan base could be like myself where it was like excited to see everybody, uh, or it could just be, you know, one, one band draws you in. Yeah. Um, I think most people were there for Gojira, honestly, just based on on the shirts that I saw and I guess the excitement level when they came out. I've I mean, never came, actually seen them before, but I I always hear like they're definitely one of the best live bands you can see. It was just like 
so tight, you know, like I, I have listened and read, you know, some interviews with the band and they talked about how when they were first forming, they would get together in a whole practice session, like a two hour practice session would just be them doing one or two riffs and that would be it uh, just to get it as tight as possible. Uh, and man, that, that comes through in their live set. It was just, you know, tight. The mix was great and they played a wide variety of songs. I mean, you could tell like most people were there for the Magma songs, you know, so like when they played Stranded or Silvera, like they kind of went nuts, but then they went back and played like uh, L'Enfant Sauvage and uh, Toxic Garbage Island, which are definitely some of their deeper cuts. Yeah. The crowd was a little quieter, but man, it still sounded great. Jean-Michel, he's the the bassist. He just goes wild. Like he plays the ever living hell out of the bass when he's on stage. He's all over the place, jumping up and down, head banging. They were great, and it was it was no nonsense. Like they just went song to song to song. If there was a break between songs, Mario would just sit out there and drum until they played the next song. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, he, yeah, like there was like at one point, I think it was like before they played uh, the cell. Joe got on the mic and was talking about. Yeah, he tried to get a little. I guess existential was like, you know, the pains in your mind and free yourself, live in the moment, blah, 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 which is good message. But I just don't think all of us uh, were (laughs) in the right mind to listen to something. So I guess serious, but yeah, their set was good. They probably probably played for an hour, hour and 10 minutes. Like I said, solid, just, just song to song, to song, to song. And I don't know what happened at the end of their set. I don't know if everyone just needed to pee at the same time or if it was almost like a shift change. But like as soon as Gojira was like, hey, we're done. Like the place from where I, my perspective like empties to like about a third of what it was. Just hmm. like everybody leaves. And then like a whole new crew comes in. So like I don't know if all the Opeth people were waiting in the back and waiting for the Gojira people to leave. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Interesting. And I would, I mean, I, I guess I get it. It's it's definitely pretty different even though there's, I'm sure, a lot of crossover appeal too. Yeah. I mean, you know, I when someone asks me what kind of music Gojira does, it's even though they're very no frills and, and in my opinion and not in a negative way, they're a very simple band. You know, mm-hmm. there's no, it's two guitars, a bass and drums and that's it. But they're kind of hard to classify for me because like if I said death metal and then you listen to Shooting Star, oh, you're yeah. not going to think that's death metal. For or sure. if I said, you know, they're just hard rock, obviously they're, they're, they're tougher than that. So like, I guess they're kind of like in this sort of weird space of metal, in my opinion. 
like in my mind, the Gojira Opeth ticket is like a perfect mm-hmm. thing. I agree. Like it makes so much sense to me. And, I, and I, I have a hard time explaining why. Well, they're both just such elite metal bands at this point. You know what I mean? It, they're really up there. Yeah. And so it really makes sense. And weirdly enough, I think they've been doing it about the same amount of time. Hmm, okay. You're probably some, about I mean, right. They're, they're, they're close. I know Gojira founded in 1996, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I know Opeth's been around a little longer than that. Yeah. But they're, you know, they've both been doing their thing. Yeah. So after the shift change, uh, Opeth gets up and it just proceeds to blow my mind. It was, it was crazy. Uh, I keep saying crazy, but it's just, it was one of those nights where I just like felt like my jaw was on the floor the whole night. Cause I, I've, you know, listening to uh, the vocals, it was just perfect. It was like I was in the studio. I'm obviously louder, but it was like listening to the record, a live playing of the record and everything was so tight. You know, it just, the riffs were tight. The lead work was flawless. I think his name is Frederick Ockeson or something like that. He, he's formerly of Arch Enemy, mm-hmm. um, who's playing lead for them now. And anytime there was a solo, it was just a delight to, to hear him play. And like they would have a spotlight go on to him and it was great. Their their set list was pretty diverse. Yeah, obviously, they've got a lot to pull from. I, I half expected it to be just a lot of Sorceress, mm-hmm. which, which isn't necessarily my favorite, but... They played songs from about seven different albums. So like they, they really spread themselves out in terms of what they played. And, and for those who were heard Sorceress and like, well, Ockerfield can't do the growls anymore. He can definitely still do the growls. Nice. <laughs> was, I was curious because I, I haven't seen them in, I mean, in a long time. And they I know they there's been certain set lists where I've looked at and it's like definitely more of the clean stuff. And then mm-hmm. others where, yeah, it's. He's, it's a half and half. So that's cool that they're still throwing that stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, they opened with Sorceress, which I anticipated. Uh, but then they, as soon as they got done with that, they went into Ghost of Perdition. So uh, nice. like they just broke right into nice. to the hard stuff. Um, they, they play, like I said, it was a great set. The vocals were amazing. And technically I, when I think back on the ticket, I think that's sort of the uniter uh, of all these bands. And they're also technical, like each in their own little way. But just listening to Opeth, you know, they did, like I said, Sorceress, Ghost of Perdition, Demon of the Fall, Cusp of Eternity, Air Apparent. I mean, they did not a lot of the real old stuff, but like in the last 10, 15 years, they covered a lot of that material. And it was just, it was amazing. Yeah, I I became an even bigger fan uh, at the end of the night. That great. sounds awesome, man. So jealous. Thanks for uh, coming on, man, and talking about it a little bit. So those of us who couldn't make it could uh, relive it a little bit. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. guys uh we got like i said earlier something we really haven't touched on uh really in this podcast we mentioned it here and there but we're gonna go into some cover songs which is uh kind of uh one of those topics it's love or hate kind of thing i guess yeah it's kind of touchy 
Yeah. I mean, Shady, one, I know. people have strong opinions on it. Two, every song we play, people are going to either be like, fuck that, the original's better, or, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's just one of those topics. Okay, and so like, to be I clear on this, though, or I guess I'm sorry, Stan, you go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, Shadi, you're not the biggest fan of covers, are you? No, but I guess it depends. I'm not the biggest fan with covers being watered down. Or not, I'm sorry, we got to rewind. I'm not the biggest fan when bands water their albums down with covers. And then when they do them in an untasteful manner. So don't give me, you know, an eight album, you know, or an eight song album and have the eighth song on that album be a fucking cover that does like, why the fuck? Like, that's stupid. It's just, it dilutes your material. And then I just get pissed off because I didn't even want to listen to that in the first part. Yeah, no, I get that. You know, I like shit here and there. So I'll tell you what I don't. I like more of the like when a metal band does a cover of something like like not metal as opposed to there's a lot. I found a lot of covers where like a band's covering Carcass or a band's covering. Yeah, exactly. Something that's too similar. And it's like, okay, good job. Good tribute to it. But I'm gonna go listen to the original now. Do you know what I mean? See, so I, I like the outside of the genre covers. I I'm in the same boat as Jason. But uh, go ahead, Stan. All my covers are metal bands covering metal songs, like within the same kind of genre, like death metal on death metal, or like death metal on thrash. No, no, they, I, it's obviously stuff that they were influenced by. So okay, that's okay why that. it means yeah. My example is like I found a cover of Obscura covering death. You know, okay, and it was yeah. death um, from the South of per- Sound of Perseverance, very similar to like Obscura, and it was really good. But I'm just, it just wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna go listen to Death. Whereas like yeah. some of the songs on my list are like a band covering another metal band, but it's way outside their genre. So yeah, it's like see, okay, they're putting their spin on it. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. what I thought of when I thought of covers. So I mean, I don't know when we decided to have this idea, but I mean, it might have been around the time that. On one of our sister sites, they had um, this fucking G posted a video of him doing a cover of Ed Sheeran's, like, I think it was Shape of You or whatever, but it was like a melodic death metal version of it, and it was fast as fuck, and it was awesome, and it was raw. I'd never listened to the original, not in a million fucking years. The shit's on the radio, <laughs> I can't stand it. But I'd listen whatever, to that death dude, metal. For, don't you, I'm sorry, yeah. us. If you go listen to my other podcast, Pop Central, I talk about all that stuff. But here on Into the Combine, we're keeping it strictly metal. Okay, um, all right. But yeah, the, honestly though, the metal version, I would listen. To, I listen to it like three or four times in a row, just because it's fucking, mm-hmm. it's good shit. Like I like yeah, when, yeah. yeah, like you said, man, when metalheads put a spin on all the pop shit that's out there. Because then yeah. it brings that stuff into our world, and then it makes it more accessible, and it's fun. I know. I I think I uh I was having a hard time because I was kind of finding a lot where I was like ah, I don't know, original's better, or I just rather go listen to the original. But I the five seven that I found, I fucking really really like. So I'm pretty pumped to get it going. Yeah, like, exactly. They can go either way. Yeah, you guys can play along. You're gonna have to guess the the band covering the song. And uh, the 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 song being covered, and uh, we might talk about whether the cover's better than the original. Oh, we are for sure. Well, the song song two isn't that. The, so there's three points that can be earned. Two points. Yep. Oh, two for what? The the cover, the song, and then the band who did the cover. Isn't the cover and the song want... one and the same? No. Oh. Oh, I guess if you, you know what I mean. Throw the song well, I'm just saying. Out, oh, the song. We'll yeah, the point. song. Who did the cover, and then the band? Oh, I who see. Pre- okay, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Yep, three points. Okay, yeah, three points. 
And we actually might throw some bonus points out there. I can't do math good over here. (laughs) Dude, we went to the same high school, you idiot. (laughs) That's what I'm here for, guys. Just let the accountant handle it. Biologist got it. Fuck the accountant. (laughs) He was still getting his calculator out. (laughs) And then uh, I got some bonus points to throw out there, so... Last time a couple of our listeners weighed in to... (laughs) Okay. Bonus points? (laughs) How the fuck are you getting bonus points thrown out? No, I'm just... You'll see. A couple of our listeners last time were were told us they were playing along, and some of them did good, some did bad, so let us know if you you beat us or not. Yeah, I always do bad, so thank God there's other people out there with me in the same (laughs) boat. Last uh, time I think Stan got 1.25, so we'll see if he can beat his record. Yep, so... All right, I'm going to start this one out. This is a cover. Oh, no oh, shit. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Hold on. Open Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. Okay, well, Gangnam Style. Okay, that was a joke that's not my first pick, but uh, you get a bonus point if you could tell me who did that. <laughs> it's a remix, actually. Shit. I do not know. No idea. Oh, it's Infant Annihilator. <laughs> okay. It's just ridiculous, okay. but uh, here's <laughs> here's my first pick. Okay. Dude, I couldn't hear. I gotta play it on my end. I can barely well, hear that. Shoddy shit. got the Shoddy got the original band. Right. So we got a point for the song name, and we got a point for the artist. The artist is hard. Shoddy, you mentioned these guys on the cast. I have too. I don't know. You got to tell me. Okay. So that one. So Shoddy got a point for its the original band was Pantera. It's obviously Mouth of War. Right. And the the artist is Dis- Disharmonia Mundi. Which oh. you talked about them, but it's like it's just a it's one of those ones. It's just that's what okay, it's outside the their genre. Yes, it was it a hard so one. Familiar. To, it was a hard one to pick the artist, but it's just a really well done cover, and it just like hits you really hard. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I like the original better on this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but, that's a hard. That's always hard. Like a lot of times, originals are still better, but that's a. I would. I could see myself listening to that exactly. And, and it's in the middle like, of a melodic yeah. death metal album, so it's just kind of cool. Like it's outside the genre, but I like it when bands just do a really well done cover of something, though. Too. Yeah. Like, don't do the. Don't put their own spin on it. Just do it really well. So that's yeah. I go back and forth went. on that. It's, it's both are cool to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. So. I guess hit my number one. This is a fucking great one. Another day, another death, another soul, another birth, no remorse, no repent. We don't care, 
Is the original okay? Shotty got it's Cannibal Corpse. Yep. Covering, oh fuck! Is it Judas Priest? Nope. It's a thrash. Is it obituary? Okay. I'm giving not, you a hint. You can at least try. It's not Metallica, is it? It is Metallica. Oh, what the song? Ooh. It's super hard because it's it's uh it's from Kill 'Em All and it's a song No Remorse. I was gonna take a guess on the lyrics because he said it a couple times, but I did not know it. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude, it's so good. I when I found, I have never heard that song before. I mean, that cover, and that's one. Honestly, like I don't want to. It's not okay. It's not better than the original, but I'm I might pick it to listen to more because it's just so fucking heavy when they do it. It's probably better than the original. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the original is awesome too, though. When you actually sit down, no, the original is fucking awesome, but. But just hearing Cannibal do it, dude, it's just it. They don't change a ton of it, but when a death metal band like that does it, it just changes it so much. No, it's cool because Cannibal stompy parts are fucking heavy. Yeah, and it's cool because Cannibal's not a band that covers songs. Not like Six Feet Under. Actually, you they've know. got a few. They've got a Black they? Sabbath cover. They've they've got a few more than I thought they did. But yeah, not a lot. Not like Six Feet Under, right? Okay, ready. <laughs> Chilling the Bodum covering She Is Beautiful by Andrew WK. <laughs> oh, that's there. like a classic cover. I mean, when we thought about covers, I automatically went to Chilling the Bodum. That's kind of probably everyone's first thought, dude. They just have so many covers. Oh, yeah. Uh, see, so I didn't many. know I didn't know that. Honestly, I, I listened to Children of Bodom for Children of Bodom. Not, I mean, I oh, knew I that mean, they always had a bunch of covers, but I don't really fucking, like I said, I don't really listen to them. They're fillers. One of the first songs I ever heard by them was The Trooper. By Iron Maiden. Well, have a whole fucking well, I, album. Yeah, I remember the Trooper. Exactly. Yeah. Skeletons in the closet, dude. Oops, I did it again. Nope. Nope. <laughs> but see, a lot of their stuff, two. like a lot of stuff, she I didn't is like. beautiful though. That is the that's perfect, especially for them. Like an Andrew WK song, Children of Bodom. That's a perfect mix. Yeah, that's a good cover. Yeah, it Probably is. Probably stick with the original for me, but ah. Uh-huh. No, no way. After Those guitar tones that, and no. then fucking, yeah, with fucking Alexi. <laughs> yep, yep. They got a couple of good ones, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Trooper's good. Ace is high is good. They got a lot of good covers. They do. And they actually did a Danger to the Tieway Zone. or They did? Yeah, by, uh, well, I, don't, I don't even know the band. Oh, Highway shit. Highway to the Danger Zone. It yeah, uh, came out like them. last year. Oh, I never heard that. I got to hit I yeah, it was like that a, It was on uh, Liquid Metal for a little bit. Oh, I need to hear that. I love that song originally. Yeah. It's it's all right. I still listen to the original, but yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So now points real quick. I so got Stan's, a... Stan's got four. Shotty's got two. I got zero. Yeah. 
<laughs> I like this game. <laughs> Keep it that way. Hey, it's not over. Come on. Okay, so now we are on to me. Jason, that artist is Venom. His song's Black Metal. Yes. Okay, that's two points. Who's who's covering it? Um, Shoddy. I thought you might have no got idea. Oh, nope. That the, the vocals don't distinguish it. It's not coming in clear enough for me over here to get it. Yeah, okay. that was my issue too. I'll give you guys. Uh, I'll give you give you guys a hint. They're from Poland. Vader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll take that. Fucker. That's a half a point. <laughs> no, I gave you a hint earlier. Okay, okay. <laughs> so Jason comes out, and now he's in second. Oh, wow. Okay. That was a pretty good cover right there. Yeah, that was pretty good. It, it was. It's one of those ones, like, you could tell they're influenced by Venom, but it's yeah. it's fucking tight cover. I actually like that. Yeah, that was good. I don't I, I don't know better or not, but it's good. And Venom's like one of those bands you respect. Yeah, it's one of those bands you respect, but you kind of would probably rather listen to this one because it's just yeah. Vader, you know? Right, yeah. That's the yeah. thing. I respect it. I get it. I get the whole Venom thing, but it's not a band at this point in my life that I'm going to put on. Mm-hmm. So that I actually would, though. Yep. It's by, by oh, fuck. Oh man, the uh, okay. I hate games. I hate them. <laughs> oh man. Take a guess. Judas Priest. Time's up. Nope. Shoddy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Fucker. <laughs> it is. Uh, the cover is uh, originally Twisted Sister, Burning Hell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Done yeah. by Demi Borger. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna guess Cradle Filth. Kind of the okay, s- okay. you know same. Yeah, I love this. Cover, I didn't know dude. they it's did awesome. that. Yeah, it's a really good cover. They even have someone doing some clean vocals at certain parts during like the actual chorus of it. But um, dude, it's just a fun '80s cover. I found out something about covers. I really like any metal, extreme metal that throws in like a cover of an '80s song. 
something yeah. like Twisted Sisters well, or even like I old w- Metallica I, or anything I like that. I've got a couple I, other ones I too. I could have paid money to uh, put a bet on that, but <laughs> yeah, dude. No, there's a couple other ones I got coming that are that are in the same vein, and one that I left off that I'll I'll, I'll mention. But anyways, so that was Stan. You got uh, a point. Yeah, one point. Still in the lead. We're on Shoddy Two. Yep. Yep. Get them Three all? points, House Jason, yes. <laughs> all right, Three points so, to House Jason. Amana Marth covering uh, System of a Down aerials. That is correct. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, I, guess I, I, I guess I kind of fucked up. I didn't. I forgot that we were doing a con, you know a contest here, and I kind of just led right with it. So yeah. you don't got too long to... Yeah. That's all right, though. Sorry. I, I, I didn't know it was System of the Down, obviously, but I did not know there was on Amana Marth. I didn't know they did that. That's cool. Yeah. I, yeah, what, uh, I remember on, hearing what? that a while back, so that's why I was able to pull it together. All right, let's go class me. Okay, Jason got that is Sabbath. It's yeah, Black Sabbath for sure. I but can't think a, of the song name. It's a hard one to find out who the artist is because they do it so well and it's so out of their. I was gonna say, dude, you, that sounds so fucking good, man. The vocals uh, sound familiar, but I just can't place. I'm it. gonna give you. I'm gonna give you guys a hint on this, please. So this is one of this is one of two or three covers they did by him, or like two two or three Black Sabbath covers they did. I don't Pantera? know if that helps. It is. Uh, I was going to fucking <laughs> guess that too. Damn it. Damn it. Well, yeah. That's uh, fucking Phil that's singing. That's why like, the guitar Ozzy sounds exi- so but, fucking good. Dude, it's so yeah, weird they, though. Uh, I can't believe he can sing like well, that. He, like he, 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 oh. Yeah, they're a huge influence for them for sure, for Phil. Uh, the song's yeah. hard. The song's hard. It's Electric Funeral. It's not one of their more yeah. known hits. But. I, I love that song. I'm not the best with the names, except for their yeah. big, you know, their hits. I'm just not a big song name guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was okay. a real I'm fucking good one, too, on Stan. Stan, how many beers are right. you? Um, Three. I'm on six. Come on. What? No. You had eight last time. Well, hold on. Uh, <laughs> wait, no, I'm on uh, I'm on seven. All right, okay, sounds good. All right, I'm next, right? Yeah. So 
cover Dude, I three. fucking love this cover. Some band covering Beastie Boys Sabotage. Dude, I, I can't pick on. up the yeah, you guys I, might not, oh, I don't know yeah. if you guys listen to this band or not. I can't pick it up. <sighs> Cancer Bats. Oh. Dude, it's so good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's so good because I don't like the original. I don't really? know why. Yeah, well, dude, it's just like at this point, I don't know. I just can't. I mean, I love the, the Beastie Boys I to, anyways. I, I would I do listen love to that Beastie version Boys, but, though all fucking day though. That's awesome. Yeah, you I gotta, see what you're saying like I really want I want to play a, I wanted to play a longer clip and give it you know where the song drops out and then it yeah, comes back yeah. in with the bass and then he fucking screams, dude, in this song. Oh, it's so fucking awesome. They just I've heard nailed of cancer it. bats before though. Yeah, oh I love the cancer bats. I don't listen to them a whole bunch, but they just make it there like so fucking good. There's another cover I did find Incendiary, hardcore band that we played, I think, last episode for a breakdown. They cover it too. It's a little more raw. Like I don't know. It's good too, but I gotta say, Cancer Bats. I think they just get the fucking win on this song. Mm-hmm. So yeah. good. Another good fucking cover, man. You guys are making me feel like shit. I got all these fucking generic covers. You guys are getting them two seconds. <laughs> no, I like yours the next too. one. You guys gonna, good. It's a good. The variety. next one's a feel good though. It's gonna fucking make people laugh. A lot of people are gonna give me shit about this one, but <laughs> that's what I like to hear. I guess. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> What's new, right? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Come on, let's fucking hear it. That's loading. Michigan, bro. Stand one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. Hi, I, I, I've been keeping. Two. I've been keeping score too. What do I have? I got seven, seven, two. Oh well, all right. I'll delete one. But I think I got. I think I got eight. I'm going with the accountant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You might. I don't know. I really That's don't. That's fair. What? But you are seven beers in. I'm only about four. <laughs> he has a degree in, in accounting, dude. You, he gets to automatically subtract so ten So who's beers. smarter with math? An accountant with seven beers or fucking OT with four? He's at negative three beers right now. Yeah, He's at negative three right now. Easy over there, two points. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, at least I broke stands one and a half, all right? <laughs> one and a fucking half points. Dude, I honestly think it was like a half. No, I don't even think it was over one.
points. That's Tim. a bit of a, a stretch for a metal cover. It is. Oh, with how with the pop culture you're saying? Well, or with the day to remember. Oh yeah, yeah. It was uh, all you're saying. No, 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 Dude, no. I'll give it to him. Yeah, I'll give I it mean, to him. I mean, they're technically. What are you? What are you gonna say? A day to remember is then. Metal I'm just slash wondering. hardcore. Yeah, metal core. Yeah. Yeah. So pop how did? Slash hardcore. Uh, I vaguely remember you bringing up uh, non-metal bands on the end of the year list, so I'm gonna give it to them. <laughs> you just pissed Wait, like three just, points I'm out of that. I'm just confused. <laughs> yeah, I'm just confused. You really don't think that that fits here? How oh, does I, it? I, I'm just 100%. saying it. It's maybe a stretch. In you know, okay, I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. I thought okay. about that one earlier. And I'm like, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was too good to not go it's, there because when we're talking about covers and not being able to stand the original, but being able to listen to the cover, it's the best. You know, I'll listen to that original all day. <laughs> well, I'll listen idol. to it right now. You big idol fan. <laughs> <laughs> He loves the shit, That song's dude. awesome, dude. Season yeah, one, forever in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a voice guy, but yeah. Okay, dude, too far again. You fucking you're gonna dog me, and you watch the voice. Too far, bro. Let's just move on. Stan's right. getting too many points. Well, here's your chance. I heard I heard the buried in me. Did you hear what I said, Stan? I did. I heard multiple voices, so I don't know. I, I heard Harry Cemetery Gates. I said between the buried and me. Is that and who I was, it was about though? to say Cemetery Gates? <laughs> Is that who it was though? Who did that cover? Because oh, yeah. I had no idea. Holy For sure. shit! Really? So what we got? See, that's why I'm at a disadvantage. See, that's why I'm at a disadvantage because I don't listen to that shit. So, but like, I mean, it's honestly the- though. I'm gonna listen to the fucking original though. Like, I'm not gonna. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree, gonna... but it's it's one of those ones that's just a good solid it's a cover good one. of the song. Yeah. Okay. It's it's good, but I don't know. It's well, dude. And I wanted to ask you I guys. I thought this. about who it. Who do you who do you feel like is the most covered band? Dude, Iron Black Maiden. Sabbath, maybe it's Iron Maiden. Terror. I would have said like. Oh, uh, Iron Maiden. Yeah. Yeah, I will, and I would have added Judas Priest too. I feel like all I see Judas Priest covers left and right, especially yeah. out of the metal community. Oh yeah. So yeah, those okay. But I'm sorry, Jason. What were you gonna? What were you saying though? No, I was just saying. I agree. I I I don't. It's good, but it's it's it's. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it just sounds like it's cool. I like listening to that album from them sometimes. But yeah, I mean, it's it does just pales in comparison. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I necessarily don't like the. I like the blackened cover by Metallica a lot. Yeah, I almost put that on my list. And the, yeah. And I like that one, but the rest of them you can just throw them out. But um, yeah, Blackened is really <laughs> fucking good, yeah. actually. The rest of it's them an interesting album. The, the anatomy of, and it's like all their influences. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. See, I've, yeah. I haven't listened to that shit. It's a cool so. concept, yeah. though, for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Wish more bands it would try is. that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't. 
I don't. I don't want. I don't. I don't want them wasting studio time covering right. fucking their influences. So that's just my only thing. Because then some bands start. It, they get carried away with it, and then it's we got two albums, yeah, and then it's a cover album. So I get it. But yeah, it's nice every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But who's next? Jason, cover. play my number four. Hold it's on. a fucking good one too. Too many slaves in this world. Time for torture and pain. Shadi, you know who's covering that? Dude, it's on like the tip of my tongue. That voice sounds so fucking Fuck up. Are you kidding me? Dude, I can't I can't pick it up. Like you can't get those vocals. Dude, it's probably the quality. Yeah, it's sounding shitty on our end for sure. I got full quality. Oh man. (laughs) Shit. It's like uh, it's one of those ones that's gonna I'm gonna kick myself in the ass, but who was that? Here's a half a point. It was played on one of our fucking ones already a few minutes ago. Is it a monomarth? Yeah. Oh, okay. shit. I was going to guess That's that, what I honestly, thought. but it sounded too, dude, on my end, it sounded too shitty for it to be a Monomarth. It's not like the other one, though. It doesn't have, he sounds different, though, a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He definitely does. Dude, it's a great cover. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is a great it's cover. It's a great fucking cover. That's a cool Listen cover to, to do, like, of two. Oh, yeah. I mean, the original's awesome. I don't know it which is. one's better, but they fucking do it justice, and it's different enough to warrant listening on its own. Yeah. There's like a, it goes into these like whoa's and like audience noise in the middle. That's awesome. He starts yelling out f- for victory or something like that. I mean, it's just a great fucking cover, dude. <laughs> it feels like years since it's been here. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. was right we got <laughs> the way i heard it though i have two points to house stanley and then one point to house jason yeah 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 jason got ghost and then i heard here comes the sun beatles from stan yeah. so wait stan you seemed a little confused in the start oh uh, no no i knew it was the beatles um oh it, it, i it didn't was... know i couldn't pick up i couldn't pick out the song so i had to kind of hear the uh, lyrics okay. yeah no, it just. No, but no, I would never guess Ghost. Like I see, but they it had now. that EP, yeah, of like a couple couples or covers on it. Oh, okay. You okay. have Ghost, and there's that one, and I forget the other one. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, I'll be honest, it's kind of, it's it's a little fucked up to me to listen to that. Yeah. You know, versus you the original. Been a Beatles fan, though. It's a it's, cool cover. It's yeah, it's definitely a cool cover, but it's just a little fucked See, up. See, like, I can't stand I the like Be- it. I can't stand the fucking Beatles, so I'm going to listen to that over the Beatles any day. Really? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, stands a... in that stands he's he can't. I tried, it doesn't work. Wow, okay. All right. <laughs> they had another EP they put out like last year and had a couple cool covers on it. Really? Mm. Yeah, one of like cool 80s songs. I just remember reading about that one in a list like a while back and being oh, like yeah. that's those, you know, I just one I had to listen to because it was I think that's, that's the EP that um what's his name from Foo Fighters plays drums on. Grohl? We don't need to say it in this podcast. Just keep going. Yeah, Dave Grohl. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I think he plays I think he plays drums on that one. Mm. Okay. Good for him. Well, last round, number five. I'm sure Jason threw a couple extra in, but uh, we got nerve. <laughs> Official five. Um, so here we go. Shotty, you did get that. Who is it? Heaven Shall Burn. And they're covering... Jason, you don't... I thought you would have got the song and the artist. I just can't... I know that riff. I know the song. I can't place it, though. Ah, oh, well, it's um only my favorite band right now. Edge of Sanity's Black Tears. It's oh, a really Black fucking, Tears. It's a really fucking good cover, too. Now I'm kicking myself. Uh, yep. That's a cool cover. It is. It's a really That's good a cover. Real, what album is I that got, off of? It's, uh, I don't even know if it's on an album. I had to check it out on YouTube, but I find, yeah, I, I like that. You know, what the, a yeah. fucking cover, man. Especially it's really from fucking, them. Mm-hmm. So which is better? Oh, the original man. One? I, it's one of those ones, <laughs> I don't know. A, any given day, you could, like, I mean, I'd love Edge of Sanity, but it's, it's too good of a cover. Yeah. Know. Yeah, I hear you. All right, so Shotty got a point. Yes, sir. He did. Hey, that's good for you, man. Play six, not five for me.
ass topic. There I was fucking some com- no, no, no. Hate there's, you. there's some com- that Jason. That's your clip. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you're freaking out over nothing. <laughs> but now I, I know. I thought we were I- on shotties. No, 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 that's not fucking we me, just, bro. That's we your just clip, fucking- man. Oh, oh, oh yeah, no, that oh, wasn't yeah. me, man. Yeah. So now we get to use one of your other ones now because you just yeah. fucking blew. I gave that away for anyone who out there who didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, that wasn't. Yeah, my bad. That wasn't me. I was just. Do you guys came have you guys ever listened to that cover? So that, hey, so that was uh, it's really fucking death, good. Death with uh, their cover of Painkiller by Judas Priest. Seriously, yeah. this is my yep. favorite of all covers. For real, it's, good. it's really good. Oh, dude, it's so fucking good. Oh no, I no 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 disrespect. I was just that's just a big statement. That's cool though. No, no, no yeah, I, this I, one. I mean, it's they 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 keep it within the same realm of the original, but Chuck and well, first of all, Richard Christie on drums, dude. The drumming on this song is so good. I mean, on the whole album, Sound of Perseverance. But Chuck just fucking letting out those screams, dude. Yeah, it's, I know. That's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm like on. Chuck. <laughs> so I didn't know he added in him, good. but uh, yeah. It's such a fucking... I when you listen to that, like, oh, what was he going to do next, man? It's so fucking good. But anyways, I, yeah, I guess we'll have to do one of my bonus rounds after this. Yeah. All right, so Shoddy's last official... Okay, I'm surprised something hasn't come up yet, so hopefully it's coming up. Well, I'm gonna guess right now, six feet under TNT. No, dude, I would, didn't even think about putting that on come the list. I should have though. Come did, on, I did. I just thought Shotty would have got it like number yeah, one. No. I left it off. <laughs> no, I didn't. I really didn't put it on there. What the fuck's wrong with you? Six feet under TNT. I dude, I left care. it off because I thought you would have had it for I sure. Even, oh. I the live even, version. <laughs> I didn't even think about it, dude. You didn't think of any six feet under. It's a whole fucking covers album. <laughs> I know, they have but a I whole just didn't cover album of just ACDC songs. <laughs> yeah. They've got three like albums of cover songs. August Burns Red, covering Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. I mean, just Perry. another, just another example of me not being able to listen to the original, but being able to listen to the cover. So, Wait, is it again, Katy Perry or is it Miley Cyrus? No, 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 it's 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 Buck Teeth. It's Cyrus. <laughs> oh, dude, I could listen to the original. So that's I three could, points dude. to Jason. <laughs> three points to yeah, House. Two points yeah, to Three me. points to House Jason. Three. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, Shadi yep. came up a little short this round. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like, well, there's I, still a bonus though. But we, uh, Jason, Jason's got one more official one because we, he kind of ruined yeah. his own. <laughs> so do you want a uh, number six or seven? Go with six. Construction in the fields, the bodies burning. 
Black, Sa- Black Sabbath yeah, War yeah. Pigs. I don't know who's covering it, though. Really? I thought you would get this, maybe. No. I don't Faith know. no more. Oh, okay. Weird. Now that's, sounds- that's, yeah, that's- <laughs> yeah, I know I get it. <laughs> I gotta say, I really like that cover. See, but no, the original, no. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, no one's gonna touch, you know, the original, but... I listen to the. I could listen to this, and you know what I mean. Like it's a cool twist on it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It doesn't. I don't listen to it and say I gotta put it on the other one. Where some covers, I'm just like, fuck it, I'm gonna put the other one on. This one, I like what, uh, what's his name, uh, Mike Patton's doing with it. Mm-hmm. And there's certain little things that they get in there that just kind of have that faith no more sound to it. I don't know. I kind of like it. I kind of like what he puts on it. Interesting pick. He, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So Stan, you're uh, you won the round, man. Yes. Finally. Like Justice has been served. It has been served, man. <laughs> we should put the fucking the victory song on for you. <laughs> we are the champions. I was, well, thinking, I was thinking since like you guys fucking prodded me for it, we put, <laughs> I was gonna put TNT on, but all right. Oh. I was gonna put Stone Cold Steam music. <laughs> that, that's when you're coming into the battle. You don't oh, fucking yeah. leave the battle to it. Oh no. <laughs> so next episode we'll put like an entrance music. Oh dude, that'd be the fuck. That's what I can't. That's what I want so badly. Entrance music. <laughs> we could oh. try it out. Jason's got one more. Should we just play it? Yeah. Let's see if we, this is like um. This is a winner takes all. <laughs> you can still might be out. <laughs> Give Shoddy a chance. Okay. Please. <laughs> You got all three. Name them. Uh, it's the Ghost nice. Inside covering Fortunate Son by CCR. 
Hell yeah, what dude. What album was that I mean, on? a song in the... It's on this um, video game soundtrack. Oh, shit. I didn't it's even got, know like, they the did K- that. Yeah, it's got like the Casey Strain. It's got um, uh, Misery Signals doing a Pink Floyd song. It's got some good stuff on it, actually. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. Okay, because the Pink Floyd with Misery Signal sounds familiar. I almost contemplated using that on this list, yeah. but I just... I I got to say, I really like this cover. Yeah. Yeah, no, it sounded cool. I mean, CCR I mean, I love, is CCR. Exactly. But better than There's the no original. No, no way. You're no way is it better than the, the original, head. but it's a really fucking good cover. <laughs> yeah. But I got to actually, I meant to, I fucked up. I Those two, I actually had one that was supposed to be ahead of it. I thought I was playing, I thought my number six was going to be At The Gates, and it's a cover of Slayer. Oh, yeah. It's a song, uh, Captor of Sin, from Hello Waits. This Heaven Shall Burn Black Tears cover is probably my new favorite, but um, I'm surprised no one put Holy Diver by Killswitch. Like I, well, I thought you guys were gonna. I left it off for a reason too, because I thought someone. That's like my number <laughs> two. It's like the one of the best covers ever done, ever. It really is. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I really thought one of you guys were gonna do it, so I, I left it off. I have it on my playlist. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, fucking. I. It's got to be mentioned though. I mean, you know what? Everybody probably has heard it. And I love the original, but that one just, it's so damn good. I think I'm going to go do that one every single time. Like, I learned the riffs on that off of that song, not the original, you know. And they really they really don't do any covers. That's the only one I think I know of that are, you know. Yeah. So they just pulled out the best of the best and then just said, fuck it. And, you know, I'm done. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm done. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and they just, the heaviness, the production and everything, it's a, it's, it's a little heavier, you know, than the original. Mm-hmm. So it's got the added bonus of like the production. But I mean, yeah, it, you can go either way. I mean, I, I'm not trying, I can't say which one's better, but I see, I could see them. I can see them both, man. It's a great fucking cover. Yeah, well, put it down in the history books. Stan the man won a round. <laughs> won a game. Don't get used to it, bro. I've been I've been searching for this for what? A year and a half at least, maybe two years. <laughs> Don't get used to it. We'll think of another game for the next for something soon. I need yeah. I need to come back hard. Well, let's hear I want to hear if uh, anybody out there beat Stan uh Stan I don't know, he got probably like fifteen points or something. Fourteen. Or no, I got the nineteen, that's what I'm showing, but Jesus. I don't know. Jeez. Well, if anybody gotten more than 19 points. Make sure you turn Shazam off, though, because Stanley was probably <laughs> cheating. Yeah, yeah. What do you got open no, over there? <laughs> I just, I, okay, I like classic rock a lot. So, I mean, a lot of those were like classic rock songs. I just know that, you know. I was going to yeah. say, you have a pretty good encyclopedia brain for like any kind of older rock and metal. I just didn't know what bands were really covering those songs. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, I'll still yeah. take it, though. Fuck it. I won. Hey, nice job. Well, I think that wraps up another uh, 
episode of Into the Combine. If you got any suggestions, and you know, I know people are gonna want to be trying to get back uh, the trophy for me for these games. So if you guys got any suggestions out there, want to let you got a game idea for us, let us know. Any topic ideas, discussions, hit us up. But uh, yeah, it's been another episode of Into the Combine. I'm your host, Stan the Man, Jason, Shadi, and you guys stay fucking metal. So obviously we're going to talk about origin, you know, uh, a little bit. But first, I noticed. Uh, well, yeah. So I, I kind of follow you on Facebook or uh, stalk you. Oh no, <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. But um, I noticed you were on like you were on tour with Psychroptic for a little while, and I was just curious how that got started. Yeah, I try to keep my Facebook as topical as possible. By the way, if anybody does try to stalk me, that you know, good to keep that not personal, not political, not, <laughs> right? Especially sure. if you're whatever G level, you know, death metal personality, I guess <laughs> yeah, I could yeah, be considered. Yeah. I don't know, like the lowest level of celebrity, but even still they get you, they get you for anything. Yeah, yeah man. You don't want to uh, end up on uh, you know, blabber mouth or uh, metal socks or something like that. It's my greatest fear. Like I don't, I don't talk too much shit or anything, but every once in a while, like, I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> things that could end you just from being misconstrued. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> right. I've been honestly, it's, it's silly. Like in the past couple of years where I see that happen to people, I've been uh, addicted to that time hop app that just shows you what you did every day. So like every day I check it just to make sure that I didn't say something fucked up seven years ago that could get me in trouble. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm, you, I'm, you don't want someone digging in the past. I'm 280 days in and I'm gold. I haven't, I haven't had just said one questionable thing. So. <laughs> right, but, uh, right on, man. That's good. That's actually the original point. Uh, yeah. Um, so I've known the Psychroptic dudes for, you know, well, like over 10 years now, uh, I think back when I was in uh, the band Skinless, we did a new uh, Australia, New Zealand tour and played shows with Dave Haley's other bands back then and met them then. And Origins' first European tour that I did with them in 2011 was Origins Psychroptic and Lang Che from Belgium. And, uh, you know, they're the greatest dudes in the world, like the Psychroptic dudes. And they, living in Australia, they it's a little trickier for them to tour as much as they'd like. They, you know, they they frequently have members that will fill in for either the, for the vocalist and the bass player who both have 
you know, families and responsibilities down there. And it's not so easy for them to just spend $2,000 on a plane ticket to go to America or Europe. And so on top of that, I also get bored when I'm not on tour. So I go out on tour with other bands and sell merch or drive or just, you know, be a tour manager or whatever. Yeah. And, and that's fine for me. I mean, and I did one for that for Psychoptic driving for them when they did a bloodletting North America. And then, uh, you know, during that tour, you know, they told me they were coming out again, but you know, Pat, their singer couldn't do it cause he can only really do like one or two tours a year. And uh, yeah, they asked me to fill in and I've done three tours, three full tours with them, two in the States and one in Europe. And it's great. I mean, I, I love it. I love the guys and I have a blast doing something different, you know, and the, slightly different styles. So. Uh, this most recent time, I wasn't even singing for them. I was out doing merch for them <laughs> across Canada. They went out headlining with uh, Archspire and a couple other bands from Halifax okay. all the way to Vancouver. And so I just rolled with them and slang merch, you know, hung out with them. And it's just great. I just enjoy their company. So sometimes it's good for death metal brethren to, you know, stay tight. Right, right. For sure, man. Well, you know, that's cool, though. So like, you probably don't mess around with too many, I guess, what, real jobs? You're pro- you seem like you're out there hitting the road most often then? Uh, as much as I can. I mean, I haven't, uh, you know, it's a subsistence living, but uh, I uh, yeah, haven't, you know, haven't had a real job in a minute because, I, you right. know, I don't have many. I'm lucky enough to not have too many responsibilities, too many, you know, I don't need a lot of money to survive, so staying home gets tedious the longer you you know the longer you do this kind of life like i've been touring for close to like 15 years you know several months a year you lose touch with home like home is becomes an abstract concept like your friends are all spread out around the country or the world and you know you're staying you know sleeping in a bed as opposed to sleeping sitting straight up in a van becomes right less less appealing like you want (laughs) to you want that lull to the lull of the engine putting you to sleep and just, and <laughs> you fair. know, the social aspect of it, you know, being in a new place, being in a new bar, being, you know, part of the reason to be there as opposed to a spectator. It's all, it all becomes what you become more used to, you know? That's cool to hear though. I mean, cause it's different. I mean, you'll, you'll get different things from everybody. I, I do feel like a lot of people look at it more of a, a hassle though. I mean, I'll hear that a lot where you're definitely ready to get back out on the road after a while, but it definitely seems like that's kind of where you, you want to be most of the time. That's cool. Uh, I mean, it's also, it's, it's all dependent on your personality. Like I'm the kind of miserable bastard that will, you know, hate being on the road when I'm out, you know, hate being on the road when I'm out, but hate being at home when I'm not. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Well, um, yeah, cause I watched a couple, uh, videos I remember seeing in the past where, uh, live, man, you've had some, some definite incidences. And, uh, the first one I had seen was when you, broke your finger on the stage yeah. and fixed it right there on the spot. So what, I don't know what happened though. What, what caused you to break your finger? Yeah, that's, that's a notorious one. Uh, <laughs> I get, you know, I, I get bored when I play, not bored, but when I play shows, like I like doing the stage dive thing when I can, you know, people seem to dig it. Got a wireless mic. I can sing while I'm doing it. So it's, it's a common like daily thing as long as crowd permitting or whatever. And uh, that show in particular, which now lives on infamy and nearly every day somebody asks me about it. I'm just like, yeah, my, <laughs> the finger, my finger's fine. It still hurts when winter comes, but, you know, I can sense rain with the broken bone now. But uh, it was a sold out show in Chicago when we were opening up for Gorguts. And it was maybe the second song in and did the usual, you know, no different than any other day, crowd surf fit. And uh, they, you know, for a couple seconds and they throw you back on stage 
And when they threw me back on stage, I fell in a way where most of my weight uh, was just directly my, on my left hand, my ring finger on my left hand, just hit with all my weight straight uh, down. And it just popped it right in like 90 degree angle, popped it right out. Like the bone didn't break, but it was 100% dislocated. Right. And then, you know, as the song was going, you know, I realized what happened, still singing, looking at it, turned around, <laughs> showed dr- John, our drummer, as I was still singing the song. And he was looking at me and mouthed mouth the words, you're okay. <laughs> Error in his eyes. And then uh, during one of the breakdown parts where it's just a, it's like a guitar break, I goofily asked, was like, is there a doctor here? Like, seriously? And, uh, <laughs> right. and I had no choice, but during like the, the heavy breakdown part of the song, honestly, you know, I'll reveal it on this podcast. It, yeah, I was a little drunk. It didn't hurt as bad as maybe it looked. I hammed it up a little bit yeah. for, for posterity's sake. But uh, yeah, I just had to, I, I knew a, if I, you know, left it until after the show, it would only be a worse injury uh, and B back to what I was talking about, about, you know, being terrified about Facebook and what shit you might've done in the past and shit getting on video. Like, you know, that if I pushed out and like, <laughs> I was like, no, oh, show's over. Like, and somebody takes right. it, that would be it. That's just as bad as, saying something horribly offensive <laughs> like exactly <laughs> it's, it's a fickle world and like if that gets caught on tape because there's videos of people you know something will happen they'll like fall off the stage and then they'll cry and end the show or you know it happens to like bigger acts a lot more but oh yeah you know, it's like a make or break moment where like i can either use this or <laughs> look like a right. idiot for years so well, it came off looking super tough so right? i mean it worked for sure and then, well, then I seen on your Facebook too that you did fall off the stage. But what was badass about it was you just keep singing for both these situations. I mean, how do you how do you keep the composure together to keep singing in, in all these crazy situations? I mean, it's 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 lucky to it's it's a conditioning over many years of completely shedding any sense of personal embarrassment, like right or uh, you know the concept of stage fright or whatever is was gone for years. But be worrying about looking kind of silly. If you, once you drop that, you know, it's like carrying a, a bag of bricks, you know, you just put it down and then you're, you're free. Like, <laughs> and right. you fall off the stage and just be like, oh, that was dumb. And then just keep going. And, <laughs> you know, I think people respond to that. And yeah. I think it's a good talent, man. But, um, you might have to, I don't know, some wrist pads or a, no, no, a helmet or, or something, man. <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> for the new tour. And my, like, I, I've snapped my ankle singing one of those psychropic tours, singing for them in Texas just stepping the wrong way. I just snapped my ankle, like stuff like that just starts to happen, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all, I do it for you. I do it for you, you good guys. It's an right. old, it's an old We're... Doug Stanhope bit, uh, Doug Stanhope joke of Jesus died for your sins. I do it for your mere entertainment <laughs> dollar. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with the new album, man, I guess we should m- mention that, you know, I just finally got to list- got to listen to it this week for the first time besides the singles. And I'm not just saying this, but it is my favorite one so far. I think okay. it tops omnipresent for sure. Um, what I thought was cool about it was, you know, you guys varied up the blueprint a little bit in the last one. And it seems like you know, there was a mixed reaction. Some people loved it. Some people would, you know, they all, you know, there's always the people that want the old stuff and everything, mm-hmm. but you guys kind of stood, stood, you know, strong and kept going that way. Maybe even more on this one, you know, would you agree? Do you think you guys kind of kept that progression and that uh, trajectory going on this one? Um, in a way, I wouldn't say that 
we intentionally sought out to do that. Um, you know, we are, you know, Paul who does the, Paul's the meat and potatoes of every song. Like we all have our, do our individual roles by ourselves, but Paul writes the structure and skeleton. So from day one, since, you know, the self-titled and he'll be the first to tell you that, you know, he doesn't want to be a band that like a, a Monomarth or something that writes the same album over and over and over again because of the formula mm-hmm. works, you know, he wants to write what he wants to write. And it's, it's great that people still dig it. And, you know, he'll like, people will complain and be like, Oh, it's not as good as Informus or whatever. And he'll just be like, well, go listen to Informus then, you know, we, we have more than that, you know? So uh, mm-hmm. on this one, you know, we were well aware that, that Omnipresent was a kind of a different direction. It was more of a, you know, front to back, uh, cohesive uh, song in itself that took experimenting with like the, the interludes and the highs and lows of it, that it was like one, uh, it was like a rock opera from beginning to end. But uh, this one is more of definitely, you know, like I said, not intentionally, but we just wrote it as individual heavy songs. Each one starts like a heart attack, like, and, uh, you know, they all have their own individual presence. And, uh, yeah, I think it worked. I think it worked out great for us. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I mean, it's got the, the different kind of things going on. It's got that last track, Unequivocal, which is like mm-hmm. nine minutes, which I fucking love, man. It's really cool. All kinds of changes on it. So it's, it's something for people that I think definitely need to check it out just because of the little changes you throw in there. But um, I know we're getting low on time. I wanted to ask one other question. Our, our episode we're doing here today, or on this episode for the other portion of it is ta- we talked about our favorite and um, favorite metal covers, good ones, bad ones, and all that. I know you guys threw a metal cover on this one for Bruheria. So I guess, what's your opinion on, on covers in metal? Do you think they're they're cool? I mean, you guys have done them, so you must not hate them. Uh, what's your opinion on them? Do you have any favorites or anything like that? Uh, well, for one, just to let you know, we got plenty. Of, I think I have another like 15 minutes if you want to just keep bullshitting. So oh, okay. Okay, but, okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, on top of it, uh, I think, um, well, so for this uh, album, for, if you ask me, uh, we had a lot of uh, uh, issues on this one of just picking a song was uh, a big point of contention for the band. Uh, like half of us are of the added half of origin. were of the attitude of, okay, a metal band, death metal band doing a cover song. We have to do a song that is as far away from a death metal song as possible. Like we need to do something like a pop song and make it heavy or something like that. Something that will give people a reason to enjoy it. And the other half of we're like, no, no, if we're, we have to stay, you know, pay homage to, to the greats and do like a cannibal corpse song or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there was a point of contention how we couldn't like the traditionalist versus doing something radical, you know? And uh, so there was a bickering back and forth and it took us a long time to decide on the Bruharia one that uh, when we did, when that came up as even an option, everybody kind of stopped and was like, yeah, that's something. it's just weird <laughs> enough to do it. Like the fact that we did it in Spanish is something that, doesn't happen very often and right it's like uh it's so many you know bands that english isn't their first language covers you know the traditional cannibal corpse pantera type stuff in english but we trying to kind of did it as our death metal la bamba where like none of us really speak spanish very well but it's still just an amazing song that we couldn't really believe when we broke it down we're like wow that song's over 20 years old that's amazing it's still heavy as ever right and uh so yeah we uh we thought that was just good enough. That was just enough of a, like a quirky thing for it to be, you know, something that people will talk about, you know, and we still love it and we love the song. So it works out both ways. But uh, in general, like I am personally in the, uh, the former of those two camps. Like I think that cover songs need to be used to, you know, update and showcase uh, 
your own style instead of doing somebody else's work. Like, uh, like, um, I don't know. Like to me, a death metal band doing a death metal cover song is almost a waste of talent, you know, like, right. Cause somebody did it right the first time. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm always more, much more for hearing something, you know, something super bizarre that you wouldn't even, you know, expect, you know, like I remember this is old as hell, but, uh, from Australia did, uh, that a song by this, like these two Russian girl pop band that's on tattoo or the band tattoo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like right. 10, 15 years old. And it was like, nobody, it kind of went under the radar, but at the time I was like, that's brilliant. Like taking a brutal, taking a, a nice pop song and turning it into like a brutal death grind song is amazing. So yeah. that's just in my opinion, but For that's sure. all personal preference really. That's what it is. I mean, it's, it was funny because there's three hosts and we all kind of had the same thing. Half of, or a couple of us were kind of more like, we want to hear the non-metal or non, if it's a death metal band, like you said, maybe something that's not, at least not death metal or to hear something where it's a whole new spin, because I was doing a lot of research looking up covers, and uh, you're right, man. When you hear some of the death metal on death metal, nine times out of ten, you're going to rather hear the original. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but it's cool. What I, what I liked about your guys' cover was that it's it's outside of your guys' style enough to where mm-hmm. I thought it was, you know, it was, it was badass. You know what I mean? It was, it was cool to hear your take on it. Yeah. Well, I had one on there. It was it was Cannibal Corpse doing Metallica's No Remorse, mm-hmm. and you know it's metal on metal, but uh, they're such different bands that I thought it was pretty cool, you know, to hear like another band like that, you know, different style. One of my uh, one of the original ideas that I suggested that didn't take with the rest of the band, probably for a good reason, is uh, I wanted to take a one of my favorite bands of all death metal bands of all time, Bolt Thrower, and like yeah, right. I dig sludge, I dig slow stuff, but uh, I wanted to take a Bolt Thrower song and like make it double this you know double the speed do it super fast and heavy grindy <laughs> just like the same exact song which is double the tempo and uh yeah they weren't down with it but it did inspire me i think i might be working on a uh a new cover band project called blow blower oh, okay so blow okay. blower will be my bolt thrower cover band where all the songs are just like crazy coked out speed and it'll be awesome <laughs> like grindcore version of the bolt thrower song don't tell nobody podcast <laughs> right Oh, we'll definitely be checking that out, man. That sounds pretty interesting. Um, I'm also, I also have another one, um, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Steel, which is 60s and 70s classic rock songs done in the vein of Manowar. Or Manowar. <laughs> Are you do the vocals? Oh, yeah, totally. Or Manowar songs done in the vein of 60s and 70s classic rock songs. I haven't really figured it out yet. E- either way. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good, man. Well, well, I know the other thing I was going to ask about was you guys are about to do Summer Slaughter. I know you guys did it before in the past. I don't know how many times. I think mm-hmm. more, than, more than once, maybe? Or uh, They've done it. Actually, I think this is the fourth time, technically. There was an old version of Summer Slaughter that I think Vader headlined in like 2006 or something that they, that they did. Mm-hmm. And then they did it in 2009 when James Lee was still singing. And I've done it with them once before in 2014. So technically, I think it's a four. Okay. Well, then, are you are you guys looking forward to it? Is it a fun one for you guys to do? Um, it, it definitely has its its positive elements. I mean, and negative. The negative is there's so many bands. It gets cumbersome. It gets you know unwieldy with equipment, parking. Like the the nitty gritty behind the scenes stuff gets a little tedious. But at the overall effect of it is, I think, fantastic. I wish we were a little higher up on the lineup, but that's. You know, nature of the business. Man, that's what we, I had in my notes here. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. That's What's nature going of the on business. There? That's, that's industry stuff. I, I don't want to get into it, but nature of the business. Yeah. But um, so yeah, it, essentially, you, yeah. we're exactly the same spot as we were in 2014, five out of 10. But um, it's, it's, it's fine because it's an easy day. You know, we play probably 6, 6.30, be done. 
hang out, drink with, you know, fans for the rest of the night or watch the bands mm-hmm. and relax. So I mean, a lot of touring is um, just the waiting, the build up to play. If you're on at 1030 and you're just looking at your clock for four hours mm-hmm. is, is, you know, wears on you. But for something like this, playing early, yeah, you just get to relax at the time. And uh, as far as the tour as a whole is, you know, undisputedly one of the best, you know, still underground, but big enough that it'll draw a thousand people a day, you know, type tours. Right. And it brings people, you know, young, the younger generation, people from all like genres of it together, which is, is, you know, fantastic that you'll make new fans every night. You'll, you know, have fans that wouldn't necessarily have heard you before because they're, you know, super into deathcore or they're super into metalcore or whatever. So it definitely mm-hmm. opens up people to new markets and shit like that. Cause in 2014, when we did it, at least, two dozen people a night were like, Oh my God, I've never heard your guys band before, but I have now I'm paying attention. Like shit like that, you know? Right. We'll take it any day. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of people too. It's funny that are just say, I'm going, I'm going just for origin and fetus. So, I mean, the people, the fans know where you guys should definitely stand on there. And I think it'll be coming out regardless of what, you know, where you guys are playing on it, but (laughs) secretly all, all, you know, bitter and all like bickeriness about it aside. Uh, secretly, I'm just hoping that it'll be like the rallying call and people will like, you know, be like super supportive of us just because they're like, you know, that's bullshit that right. they dog you like that or whatever. But we're not we're not better. Yeah. We're, we're, we're happy just to be there. You know what I mean? So 100 percent, 100 percent. That's awesome. I'll, I'll definitely be there. Uh, la- last thing I wanted to ask was um, you guys have been doing this sci fi space thing for since you started mm-hmm. back in the early 90s. Do you who, do you guys th- do you think you're the first band to do that? I know hypocr- hypocrisy back in the day. I mean, they were doing it. Who you know who who was the first um, with the sci-fi space kind of stuff? Well, geez, I mean that's a that's a question of <laughs> I don't know. That's you got to go deep with that. I mean, as far as this kind of music, I would have to say like Voivod would be more akin to what we mm. were doing to what we do rather than like you know because it's not the space vibe that we do it's not necessarily aliens like hypocrisy or like rings of Saturn does now or anything like that. Like it's right. more of like the philosophical True. Lovecraftian insignificance of being a part of this vast expanse that is totally indifferent to our, our being here. Like our consciousness is like an aberration amongst all this absence of, you know, it's less, you know, UFOs and abductions than it mm-hmm. is just existential crisis more than anything else. And then, like the vast emptiness of space represents your existential crisis very well for us. So it's more philosophical than anything else I'd like to think. But uh, as far as first, mm-hmm. I think coupled with the tech death part of it, definitely like the right. self-titled in itself and, and on from that, like definitely there's, you know, uh, Paul definitely influenced styles in that a hundred percent. But as a whole, you know, people have had, there's been deeper thinkers than us for, <laughs> for way longer. <laughs> Well, no, it's cool though. It's, it always adds an extra element to it. So mm-hmm. awesome. Well, man, thank you so much for uh, talking to us. And uh, like I said, be checking you guys out on Summer Slaughter Tour for sure. And highly recommending this album. I'm sure we'll be talking about it more on the podcast. So thanks yeah. a lot, man. Cheers. June 30th, Unparalleled Universe. Pick it up. Hell yeah.